Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. Yo, I know y'all ain't playing skee-ball. <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Former CIA SAD slash SOG officer John W. Creasy comes to Mexico to visit his old friend Paul Rayburn. Rayburn convinces him to take a bodyguard position, and he is offered one by Samuel Ramos, Mexico City automaker. His young daughter, Lupita Ramos, requires a bodyguard for her kidnapping insurance policy to take effect. Creasy struggles with alcoholism, burnout, and guilt over his actions with the CIA. When trying to commit suicide, the bullet in his gun misfires. He eventually focuses more on his job, bonding with PETA. Noticing PETA, a swimmer, becomes startled by the starter gun at her swim meets, he begins to coach her. She learns to react to the starter gun, diving into the water without flinching, eventually winning a medal. One day, waiting for PETA outside of her piano lesson, Creasy notices a car with two men circling the area, and two federal police officers block the street. As PETA emerges, he yells at her to run, but she freezes. The car pulls up, and the men attempt to grab Peta, but he fires his gun in the air, causing her to run away. Creasy attempts to fend off the attackers, killing three and wounding a fourth. He's critically wounded himself. Peta runs back to him, but is then abducted by the remaining kidnappers. While recovering from his injuries, AFI agent Miguel Manzano has Creasy relocated to a veterinarian clinic to protect him from the corrupt police. When he regains consciousness, he is questioned by Manzano, but refuses to divulge any information. He then meets reporter Mariana Garcia Guero, who offers to help him investigate. Peta's ransom drop fails while when the kidnappers are ambushed by rival criminals. The kidnappers' leader, the Voice, is enraged at his nephew's death during the botched drop. Holding the Ramos as responsible, he informs Peta's mother, Lisa, that Peta will be lost to her and Samuel forever as retribution. Creasy uses this to wage war on the kidnapping ring and police corruption responsible for Pizza's death. He tracks down, interrogates, and kills the getaway driver, followed by middleman, Jersey Boy, and Lieutenant Victor Fuentes, who coordinated the drop. From Fuentes, Creasy learns most of the ransom money had been stolen before the ambush at the drop, and that Jordan Kalfas, Samuel's lawyer, who suggested kidnapping insurance, loaded the money into Samuel's drop vehicle. At Kalfas' home, Creasy discovers that he is decapitated and finds a fax with bank account information leading to Samuel. Creasy confronts Samuel and Lisa. Samuel explains that Kalfas recommended arranging a kidnapping so he could claim the insurance payout and pay the debts his father had left him alongside a ruined auto empire. They were promised Peter would be unharmed. When the drop went bad, Samuel blamed Kalfas for Peter's death, killing him in a rage. Lisa, unaware of Samuel's involvement, angrily tells Creasy to kill him or she will. He leaves Samuel a gun and the bullet he previously intended to commit suicide with. Remorseful, Samuel loads the gun and shoots himself in the head. Creasy learns from Guero that the ATM card he recovered earlier is linked to a man living on the edge of the city. Manzano's people, acting on Guero's information, infiltrate his home, finding a photo of The Voice. Guero runs a story in her paper revealing the ringleader is Daniel Sanchez. The ATM card belongs to Daniel's brother, Aurelio. Creasy breaks into Aurelio's, taking him prisoner, despite being shot in the chest in the process. 
He then calls Daniel, threatening to kill his family unless he turns himself in. Uh, however, Daniel reveals that Peta is still alive and offers to trade her for his brother and him. Creasy accepts. Arriving at the overpass meeting place and seeing Peta, he crosses it on foot, meeting her in the middle. He says goodbye, assuring her he loves her, sending her to Lisa. Creasy and Aurelio get into Daniel's car, but he succumbs to his wounds and blood loss in transit. Meanwhile, Manzano tracks Daniel down and kills him, stating in the official report that Daniel died during the course of arrest. All right. Let's get into it, guys. Here we are. Man on fire. Disappointed. One of my favorites. Disappointed. Disappointed. Okay, here's what I want to ask you right off the bat. Because I was watching this, and I couldn't help but think of the way this was shot. Uh, was kind of similar to a way where it not obviously like right on like what uh, Natural Born Killers did, mm-hmm. but the way that like it would like flash in and out in different yeah. frames and black and white and all that shit. And you said both of you said it bothered you, but I remember you being specifically like you you brought it up multiple times. So did that irritate you? Like was that something that irritated you about this movie? It's not something I took into factor. Okay, disappointed because I thought there's gonna be more men on fire. This is one lived up to his title. <laughs> But I thought there was going to be more. So I was disappointed in that. Alright. Okay. Alright. Uh. <laughs> the, the, the way it was shot didn't really bother me that much on this one. Maybe because it kept my it kept my attention better. Okay. The the plot line kept my attention better. Huh? Um. More men on fire, though. Should have been. There was one. Only one. I mean, technically, if you think about there were several. Because... Cars blew up. Yeah, but we didn't see him on fire, though. We saw the one on fire. So we I can confirm that that man was on fire. I can't confirm the others. <laughs> so, all right, Charles, you got any opening statements? <sighs> all right, so... It'll be hard to beat that. This is... Yeah, no, it's not. No, I, I think, <laughs> it's you, I not. think you'd be very easily beaten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this is by far one of my favorite movies uh, ever. I... Probably would put this in like my top five. Okay. As far as favorite movies, it's one of my favorite movies. It's got a really good. I think the story is really good. The uh, the real quick ca- look at Giannis is a little bit. Oh, it's gone now. Sorry. A B C. Oh, are they gonna do like a read? No, Giannis is a little baby. It was out there on the court before the game. Uh, it was really funny because he had the big basketball and it's like as big as him and it's funny. Anyway. Oh. Babies are cute. Until they turn into toddlers. Some sometimes toddlers are cute. Just you gotta have patience. I don't have. And what helps is if they're not yours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's crying. Here you go. Like that was fun. We played the ball. We did the other stuff, and we played the ball. Here's (laughs) your parents. Right. What game did you guys play? The ball. The ball. Uh, But no. I like. I personally thought it was really good. I like the plot of the movie a lot there's a lot of character development and i thought it was really good in the character development it did feel like it went like it changed really quickly like the uh i would i guess you would say like the energy between some of the people in the cast the ending was a little disappointing obviously a little sad yeah Overall, I still think it was. It's just one of my favorites. I don't know why. It was just like I, I, I personally enjoyed watching it a lot, and I, I think like when I, like I made Tiff watch it, you know, some odd years ago, and like she loved it, and for her to like a movie like this, kind of says a lot about the movie itself. 
because you know she's all big on like the rom coms and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So for her to be as Got involved, approval. yeah, like yeah. A, a, in, as involved in this movie, like when I watched it like this morning, like she watched it with me, so loved it. Yeah. I got I got live reaction notes for this one. Okay. I'll just roll through it. Just real quick. Okay. I feel like the insurance guy is in on it. Seems kind of odd he's driving him immediately. Denzel, really good attempted suicide scene. Wife is like randomly southern. Should have told her to go back inside. Neither need nor want police assistance. It's definitely this dude. No honor amongst the thieves. They still got the money. Wait, how would Ray know about that? Oh, right, talking to the cop guy. I meant to screw that one out. That was kind of retarded. <laughs> um, that was kind of dumb. It's always funny to me. People uh, need additional torture to give stuff up. It's not enough to know you're about to get tortured. Like, you know, it's not enough. That first hit's not enough. No, mm-hmm. you got to be like, like, okay, really give it to me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's always funny to me. It's like... How about just avoid, like, the whole thing where you get the shit kicked out of you before you, like, I don't know. Like, like when he tortured the dude in the car? Yeah. Like, he, he was like, I'm gonna cut your fingers off. One by one until you tell me what I want to know. And, and I'm gonna take like, this cigarette lighter right here from the car, and then I'm gonna cauterize your wounds so you don't yeah. bleed out. <laughs> and it's like, like, just telling me that, I'd have been like, alright, whatever the fuck you want to know. Listen, like, what is it? Like, I got names, addresses, social security numbers. Like, I mean, I would have gave him everything. You yeah. cut off one of my fingers, and I would have just gave you everything you wanted to fucking know. Because, yeah. like, that's, that You're shit's right. painful. I mean, especially the fact that he was going to die anyway. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. you know, he didn't know that, obviously, but... If someone shoots a gun, I'm gone. All those people in the club cheered. Oh, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> the rave people were... And I said, fucking Fuentes. I, like, I had... Well, I'll say it in the quotes later, never mind. And then I said, I fucking knew it! I figured out the, the lawyer indeed was behind it. Mm. Uh, he's in on his own daughter's kidnapping and death, and then obviously I hadn't found out that she was alive still yet. Um, How do you feel about that? I, I just want to interject real quick, because like, obviously this is the first time you watched it, right? So how did you feel when you find out, like when it loops back around, you find out that her dad was involved in this whole, like, grand scheme of abducting his own daughter and then getting all this money well i mean you know it's it's obviously would take a special set of circumstances right i mean like i've never been in the position of being millions of dollars in debt you know and so like not yet it's always right uh one can only dream and you know you figure I don't know, yeah, it's like, what's what's the breaking point? Right? Like, what's that point where you go, like, okay, well, if you're given that out by saying, like, okay, if you do this... Because essentially, I think what he was thinking is, like, basically, I'm renting my daughter out. And this bodyguard, who I don't really give a shit about, is going to die. Because he didn't give a shit about that guy. Right. He wasn't taking into account that, you know, his daughter really gave a shit about the bodyguard. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, granted, I think the timing in which the kidnapping happened kind of saved him from his wife, you know, fucking Denzel. Because I was getting some strong, let's fuck Denzel vibes from the wife, if okay, I'm honest. So, I mean, you wouldn't? Would I fuck Denzel uh, for the right amount of money? So, <laughs> actually, part that was that whole thing was actually a scene that was originally 
cut from the movie. Because mm. she... And, and one of the cuts, they actually did... Have a half. Yeah, like... So... That's fun. I mean, her mom is fine, though. Like, I would like to yeah, see yeah. that scene. Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd jerk off to it. He said I'd watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it depends on the scene, you know? How good's the scene, you know? How much we see it, you know? Anyway. At are we seeing her ass or have we seen Denzel's ass? Does it make right. a difference? At least her titties. Have you seen Denzel's ass? I'm definitely yeah, going to whack it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to whack it. <laughs> FBI guy, get ready. As good as he was in this movie, man, he's fucking awesome in this movie. About to train my day. He did. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right uh no denzel's fucking great so it's what what's that threshold in which you're willing to do something immoral right where is the um, line yeah and so you know i've never been in that position so it's easy for me to sit here and go i'm not millions of dollars in debt no i wouldn't rent out my daughter for a couple million dollars you know or however many million dollars he was going to get from the insurance policy you know but it comes that rain again god damn i thought somebody was driving through puddles <laughs> like on the side of the house Ooh, it's really splashing. Yeah, reach up there and shut that. Uh, yeah, so I mean, no, I mean, obviously, it's easy for us to sit here and go, mm -hmm. no, you're terrible, you're a terrible person, you're wrong, but, you know, what's his desperation? It sounds like his, you know, it sounds like it's never been good for him, you yeah. know, since his father died and left him everything, so, you know, maybe he just saw it as his out. And, uh, you know. I think he listened too much to his lawyer, though, when it came to that. Oh, that dude was mad. Uh, which, also, shout out Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Because he's, he's a fucking Dude legend. was terribly corrupt. and Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, all he was looking out for was himself. You saw his house, like, mm -hmm. in the end of the movie. Like, I don't know. I feel like if he had just maybe, like, there was other routes that he could have gone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For getting that kind of money to get himself out of that debt. But, I mean, with his lawyer kind of, like, in his ear pushing that idea, like, if, I mean, the dude definitely seemed like he was more, like, susceptible to, like, that influence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So, just to finish my live reactions. Uh, why wouldn't they take the photos from her? Uh, good for her publishing them anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they fucking hold her up at gunpoint and like, don't you publish those photos? She's like holding the photos. Mm -hmm. It was like, just yeah, just take, take the a, photos and then, take you know, crisis averted. Um, they never really touched base on if anything happened to her or not. I think she was fine. I think they would have mentioned if something. If yeah, something that's happened. what I was saying. Like, it was nothing. Like, they never mentioned it. Like, I mean, she was smoking. Oh, she was friends with that fucking cop. So, I mean. Yeah. Well, friends. That was kind of like know. her. That was her source, and she would just basically fuck him to get information. So. I mean, you wouldn't? No. What the fuck? Sword source. Sword source. Not sure law enforcement would step aside on an operation like that. No. When he's in the building, but okay. And, uh, you know, family's number one, but you ruin others for a living. <laughs> that's what that, the voice guy said on the phone. Family is uh, number one, after all. And he was like, oh yeah, that's... That's an interesting thing from you. I just love how they didn't realize who they were fucking with until, like, after he had already started. I was like, you guys fucked up. Yep. A lot. Yeah. So what you got on note? That was just live right, so that was from the first time I watched it. So I got a couple other stuff, but uh, I don't want to hog it, so, you know. No, I was, uh, was going to say, 
like the uh you mentioned something about like his suicide part in the beginning Mm -hmm. like his alcoholism and stuff like because he was like an ex he was like ex-cia like he was like special forces and did like he was part of the cia or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh like when he was talking to his buddy uh walken he was like or uh not walken that's the actual dude's last name uh, uh, yeah, real name was... Christopher Walken. Well, yes. <laughs> Paul. Paul. But, no, uh... Paul Rayburn. <laughs> yes, Paul Rayburn. That. Uh, but it, when they, you know, he was talking to him and he was like... <laughs> His real name was Walken. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, I, you said real name, no, so I was I know, like... No, I know, I know, I know. But, uh, Just, no, yeah. when he asked him, like, do you think God will forgive us for what we've done? Yeah, like, yeah, like, he was just like, oh. I was like, man, like, you, you could see that, like, his demons were still chasing after him, pretty much. Like, everything he's done in the past is what led to his, like, alcoholism, his depression, whatever, his, uh, his ability to, like, kind of draw a very fine line with attachment to people. Like, yeah. like, he told PETA, he was like, I'm not your friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. a bodyguard. And that's my job. That's, all this, will, that's all this will said, be, yeah. He said, tell your daughter I'm not her new toy. Yeah, I was like, yeah. damn, bro's bold, but like, at the same yeah. time, he's, I mean, you gotta be direct sometimes. Some, You know, sometimes people and kids will... establish boundaries. Kids will definitely do that. It was, it was definitely wild, though, that he like, just flat out put the gun to his head and just pulled the trigger and it was just nothing. And then, you know, bold always tells the truth. Yeah, he, he gave killed, it to... He killed Samuel later. Mark Anthony. I also think Mark Anthony is a better musician than he is an actor. Okay. I didn't know that guy was a musician. So Mark Anthony is a musician, yeah. Cool. He's also Mary J. Lo back in the day. One of the uh, like eighteen people. Yeah, they got kids together and everything. Um Did you have written down that the wife was like randomly southern? No, I, feel like I when did. You first I heard meet, it. I heard it a little bit in there. I feel and I like was, where you first meet her, she's just kind of talking, and it's not like anything. And then like it was like when she got emotional, she'd be like Southern. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anytime she cried, she just hello, my baby. Yeah. And that was the only way she could get herself to cry. Maybe. I don't know. That that was just anyway. Uh, what was I gonna say? I did hate how the movie was really quiet. Mm-hmm. It like, was. Really it quiet. seems like it seemed like it was really quiet in a lot of parts, and then other parts would be like, like fine, but like that kind of bugs me with movies. I'm like, y'all could do a little bit better on audio, but like, anyways, I love their um, the bond that they end up developing, uh, Creasy and Peta, because it's like a very, it's very like pure and it's a very genuine thing, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it was nice to see in that movie because of like everything that was going on, like what the whole like theme of that movie is about, like all the abductions and stuff. That's well, why it that. goes on his rampage, right? It's because you know it's like uh, you know Christopher Walken's character says, you know, like they took away the person who taught taught him it was okay to live again. Mm-hmm. You know, was his quote, and so that's kind of the whole. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was, one of my things that I had actually written down, because it was like, I was like, damn, like, you know, he went from being this person that was, like, kind of cold, kind of, like, distant, to, like, actually 
developing and like caring for someone like a relationship where he's like willing to give his life for this person you know what i mean so it was nice to see uh it made tiff very emotional i will say that like she hated the ending. well she's pregnant yeah (laughs) well just even the first time i showed it to her would be like a couple years ago like she was like we got to the end of the movie and she was like that's it like he died and i was like yeah at least the voice died and she was like she was pissed like she was like that's fucking bullshit she was like that is such a terrible ending and i hate this movie now (laughs) (laughs) like she was i was like yeah but she got to live you know she was reunited with her mom he traded his life for her life yeah i mean like he knew he was gonna die though like he got well when he got shot when she got abducted it was like he got hit like what like four times something like that oh yeah like, he was yeah. bleeding the whole movie every time he got in the pool. Yeah, he was like, I'm like, dude, like he had a collapsed lung that they reinflated, yeah. and he never gave himself time to heal. They said it would have took a month. The doctor said it would have took a month for him to heal. And it's like he did all that shit in like three days, four days, something like that. It was time. So I mean, let's go. I liked it, though. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Did the dad deserve to die? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. Um... The reason I say that is because, and I know this is going to sound like corny, but like when it comes to children, especially your own children, I feel like there is a... Charles over here like, as a father, <laughs> your baby's not even born yet. No, I'm just I, I, it's, it's, but it's, it, it really is entirely different because you do develop this instinct to like protect and that's just naturally what should happen with yeah. kids, like. I don't ever feel like I will be at a point in my life where I'm struggling or desperate enough to cross the line like that. Sure. So, like, when I gave him that you'll never know. Right. Unless you get there. Right, but I'm... I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't... That's all. I don't... I don't see that as a possible... Says the white man who's the devil. Damn. There you go. (laughs) I I just don't... Really... Like, in my mind, I, I just don't see that ever being something that would be okay. Like if I could see, Absolutely. I could see it being different if it was like your wife. Like that's entirely different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean, you know, if somebody said, you know, I have Tiffany get that for two million dollars. Absolutely, absolutely. But like, but like the kid, baby? But no, the, no, no. <laughs> All right, so I got a plan. Besides, here in a, like, ah, here in a few years, yeah, I'll have Bree getting that for two million dollars, but the dogs, no, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I and, and I mean, besides, in a few years, I'll have to trade her in for a new model and everything. Oh uh, so yeah, it's gonna be the whole thing, you know. But, no, uh, I, I just, I very much was, like, when he tied it all together and, like, found those, like, transcripts and stuff from, like, the banking information, I was, like, ooh. The first time I was, like, ooh. I was, like, you are a sorry piece of shit. Like, I was, like, that's crazy. So, yes, I was actually glad when he took that bullet and put it in a gun. Bullet in lies. And, yeah, because, I mean. You guys want to test out that theory? No. Um, you look up the odds of that and let me know if you want to fucking run that because I'm never. It's, it's more like you know, like like non stupidity situation. So if you just put a common gun to your sense. head just to be like, pull the lights, you know, like <laughs> common sense. It's like Russian roulette, but almost a guaranteed. Victory. You can't play Russian roulette with a semi-automatic <laughs> magazine-fed gun. Russian roulette that has like a 99.9% victory rate.
In 2021. Sorry, I real quick. Yeah, Dude, go ahead, man. Stop. I, I told you. I, I told you. <laughs> this, is, this is Jameson. You remember that time you called? Yes. And you were like, what yes. are you doing? And I was like, nah, shit, looking out the window like you. Like, I thought that was like, <laughs> to me, I thought that was like the funniest fucking thing ever, but I guess it was No, yeah, you're, you're right. No. I was definitely looking so, out the window. Anyways, yeah, continue. <laughs> All right, so um, I played a lot of Scrabble when I was locked up, man. Um, so you got real good at spelling. I got really good. Not only, I mean, to play Scrabble, you kind of have to be good at spelling, but I got really good at learning two-letter words. Right. So like mm. you're, you know, and that just kind of came naturally, right? The two letter words and the three letter words and shit. But, um, once I started playing Scrabble, I started playing with this guy named Shaka and, uh, he, uh, naturally was very good at Scrabble. So we played against each other all the time. And, uh, it used, it, 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 it pretty much got to the point where it became, we were very friendly with each other, you know, at the start, because, you know, you're, this is a new person you're playing with, so you're friendly at the beginning. But then it became very competitive, to say the least. So, uh, you know, for example, if I'm playing a word such as AA, which is a word, um, I would slap it on the table and call him a bitch and say, what you going to do about that? So this would happen every single morning at about 7 a.m., uh, it was me and him pretty much alone in the day room, um, screaming about Scrabble up until the point when South softball started. So, um, every morning we're playing Scrabble and real quick, Shaka, Shaka, he, he went by Shaka Zulu. Shaka is a six foot three, 300 pound black man in prison with a 200 pound white boy. So I'm in, you know, I'm in prison with this dude. He's from Columbus, just like me. So we naturally hit it off. Uh, oh, also, um, Shaka, has, I guess, yeah, Shaka has cancer. So uh, Shaka has bone marrow cancer in uh, in a state prison. So he's receiving treatment, but he is pretty much at the like he he's in prison and has cancer. So this dude has nothing to lose. He what he could not be he could not be released from prison until his cancer was. Pretty much, like, free, because you're a ward of the state. So, essentially, the state has cancer until you cure that cancer. Or so, you have, to t- you have to make sure his illness is taken care of before you release him back out into society. That's unless, essentially their... Unless your entity dies. Exactly. He has to be fixed or dies. Right? So, he has exactly. nothing to lose. Exactly, yeah. So, so Shaka Khan has nothing to lose. Or Shaka Zulu, excuse me. Shaka Zulu has nothing to lose. So, we're sitting there pr- playing Scrabble one day. And, uh, this, this, this dude walks up and, uh, naturally, you know, I don't know, naturally people with swastikas on their chest, people with swastikas on their face don't get, don't get much attention from the black community. (laughs) Uh, they are not much liked by the black community, but they're tolerated. Uh, and in prison, you know, it's a certain respect. You got to show other people. So, uh, this was my Scrabble partner. Uh, <laughs> so every morning, well, again, just to reiterate, woke up screaming, uh, playing Scrabble because it got very fucking competitive. Um, this one day me and Shaka are sitting there and we're playing Scrabble and we're getting kind of loud. And a dude who was new to the block came up who had a swastika on his face, uh, 
pretty much, he came up and started kind of, he kind of wanted to place himself into the into the game or wanted to just kind of maybe shoot shit or I'm not sure what his point of walking up was. But Shaka, again, with nothing to lose, again, being a ward of the state and cancerous, says, here you go with that white lives matter bullshit, aren't you? Which immediately to me, being a white man in prison, I say, you're going to get me fucking shot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> he, uh, some words were exchanged, you know, the dude ended up sitting down. I should reiterate, he had a swastika on his face. So this dude is extreme about his views. However, <laughs> however, when, when, when he sits down, Shaka says, here you go with that White Lives Matter bullshit. The only thing I remember is him saying, listen, man, it's all about respect around here. It's 2021. And he gets up and walks away. <laughs> that was the extent of the conversation. Now, let me tell you this. I don't think a man who has a swastika on his face has the right to say it's 2021, bro. No, he's still living in like 1939. <laughs> yeah, like you <laughs> cannot say it's 2021, bro. But um, I guess I guess the point of the story is, uh, I mean, Shaka, Shaka was a good friend of mine when I was locked up. Uh, but he did not give a single fuck about any race or creed or anything in there. He was the most transparent person, or maybe not transparent, but open, openly, like, not racist at all. Like, for real, this was the one dude in there that was like, I don't give a fuck if you're black, white, or Mexican. He was talking shit to black dudes that were racist. He was talking shit to white dudes that were racist. Granted, he was 6'3", or 6'4", fucking tall as shit, and, like, big as fuck. So he kind of was able to talk shit to people. But, uh, I really thought I was going to get shot that day. <laughs> At least stabbed. He said At he least was. stabbed. I really thought I was honestly going to get stabbed by some ABs for hanging out with a black dude. I don't know what prison was like before I got in there, but I know that people in there are, I mean, there's some racist motherfuckers in there. There are some racist motherfuckers in there. But even the, listen, this is not me justifying shit and not justifying a fucking tattoo. But I met some fucking Nazis that got some real respect from black dudes from the streets and shit. I'm not saying that the symbol that you have on your chest means any fucking positive. But when 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 you're in prison, respect is everything. I was about to say. So that's why shock has scared me. Because when he when the dude sat down and Shaka started talking his shit, I wasn't worried about Shaki getting beat up. I was just worried about myself being jumped that was it and Shaka even told me he's like you don't have to worry I even told him like listen man you're gonna get me stabbed and he said you don't have to worry about shit now granted me and Shaka hung out pretty often but there were a lot of times when Shaka was not around and if there were a bunch of white dudes who were like uh you hang out with that black guy and he's loud as fuck we're about to beat your ass I mean I would have to unfortunately take that beating and tell Shaka to uh next time be closer <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Why of all days they should bring up the license plate on the day that she gets kidnapped? Obviously for a good plot, but I, yeah. yeah, I think that that was it's a happy coincidence. Well, she was mad at him. 
What? No. Yeah. The day that she gave him the piano lessons when they when he told her to go burp in front of the teacher. Yeah. That was the day she brought it up. She wasn't mad at him. Yeah, but before, she was mad at him. That's why she never gave him the plates. Yeah, but their 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 relationship had grown exponentially in between that time where he took the plate number down and then maybe she forgot. She got, well, she I was mean, a little kid. That's that's true. Well, I I wrote wife definitely wanted to fuck Creasy before he got shot. Now I have this new knowledge of the deleted scene. So that's fun. Well, there's actually technically two scenes. Cause two was, deleted fucking scenes? Was yeah, one there was like, one with her and her husband and then one with her and... At the same time? Oh. Or like back-to-back? Like, I don't like, think, like I don't, I don't he think finished so. up there and she was like, I'm gonna go get a glass of water, honey. And then she's like, come on. I don't, come on, I don't, see. I don't think so. Finish the job. Anyways, uh, let's see. <laughs> Mickey bit. Rourke did not look like Mickey Rourke. That's that was a note I had. I said Mickey Rourke, a man of many faces. I said what a legend. <laughs> he uh, he did not look like Mickey Rourke. I always see Mickey Rourke, and I always just generally associate him with having dark hair. Yeah, and it was not. I think Mickey Rourke. I think villain in uh, Iron Man Two. Yes, yes. I uh, that's kind of where my mind went to because that was the most recent movie that I've seen him in as far as like bad guy. I mean, he was in the Expendables and stuff too, but yeah, I really didn't watch those like that. Yeah, I've only seen the Expendables two, which is interesting. You have the first one right there. I know. I saw it at the used store. It was, Expendables two was on uh, Netflix for a while there. Oh. And I watched it there. It might still be. I don't know, but oh yeah, I, I watched the first one and the second one, but it they were just. It was kind of like one. It's kind of like, it's kind of like like an all star game, you know. Yeah. It's like everybody's just here. When they, let's not let's not get hurt, guys. Let's not try too hard. It's just you know, let's blow some let's shit have, up. Let's and, have fun. Yeah, let's blow some shit up. Have some fun. We're all here together. Anyway, my favorite person in those movies is by far Jet Li, though. Yeah. You know that man has a heart condition. I did not. All the fucking action movies that he's done in the past, like, 25 years, 30 years. He's got a heart condition the whole fucking time. I was like, ah, damn. Anyways. Um, my, now, one of my first questions in this movie, though, when I first started, watched it, was who betrayed the voice on the phone with the drop, you know? Because, like, he, they, he said, put the bags in the trunk and then walk away and do not look back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back, granted, but also you heard all that gunfire and stuff. And I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, you know, like, watching it yeah. the first time, I was like, well, that's not good. That's never good. Right. So I was like, who the fuck just did that? Because now his daughter could be killed. You yeah. know, like, the dude might think that it was him. And then you have nothing to prove that it wasn't besides your word. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he knows him personally. He's So his word don't mean shit. Yeah. I like I thought it was funny when the main cop dude is like sitting in the hospital and he's like smoking on Creasy's bed and he's like just waving it out. Like he's just like, Yeah, that, that helps. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like I was like, Sir, that's not that's not really preventing anything. And also why the fuck are you smoking in a hospital? Yeah. Well it's Mexico. I was like, Isn't that illegal? 
they let, they, uh, they let a lot of things slide in Mexico. You know, like police helping abduct children. Ah, oh, here he yeah. is. Yeah, that's, that's true. At least in this, this movie. movie, yeah. I looked it up, I was like, was this based on a true story? And it was like, it's based on events, but it's not one specific story. Yeah. Because apparently it was pretty rampant down there. It I mean, was. I think, I think it's, I mean, I think there's still rampant, uh, corrupt officials down there. Absolutely. Like, cause a lot of, I mean, hell, a lot of the fucking officials down there that are corrupt and, uh, stuff like that are fucking funded by the cartel and shit. Right. Yeah, actually, uh. And the Salamancas. I'll tell you what, I really want to pause this for a second, because this is down to, like, the last minute here, and it's a really close game. Jason Tatum only has, like, almost has 50 points. All right, well, so, I just want to pause this for a second, because okay. I'm going to be fucking useless while it's the last pause minute it. of this game. There we go. Not again. And it's a new world. It's a new world? It's a new world. It's a new world. But, uh, uh, the Celtics definitely got the game in hand. Jason Tatum's got 51. He's at the foul line. So, uh, you know, just in case you're wondering what's going on on March 6, 2022... At 3.30. Way back time. Wednesday. Yeah. Throwback Thursday. I wrote down some other stuff. Yeah. Just uh, some things I did find uh, reading on the movie. Uh, several members of, like, the like cast and people that actually work behind the scenes and shit were actually robbed at gunpoint in Mexico. Oh, really? When they were doing filming for this. So it fulfilled its uh, truth. Yeah, so I mean, like Denzel, uh, he walked around basically. He he didn't walk around. He tried to keep it as low key as possible when he was there, uh, with bodyguards because, like I said, people were getting robbed at gunpoint, and I was like, wow. So uh, he was in a movie playing a bodyguard, while well, he also had to be guarded by bodyguards. Yep. Yeah. So you mean to tell me he could have yes. fined for himself, like in that movie, he could? I mean, I thought he was... Fuck. Did you watch this movie? I thought he was a badass. Fucking poser. Man. I no longer want to see his ass cheeks. Movie. Uh, uh, I thought he was fantastic. No, he was great. Uh, also, uh, most of the scenes with uh, Denzel Washington and Christopher Walken were actually improv. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Most of their, like, shits was improv. And I, I thought that was surprising, because I was like... It almost seemed very, like, good. Like, as far as script-wise, it just seemed like a really good part. But, yeah, that's what I love a good. Saying. I love a good improv. It makes it seem really genuine. Yeah. That's why I like Curb. Yeah. Because Curb is very... Curb Your Enthusiasm is, is almost... is 95% improv. You just are given a, a, an idea. Yeah. I mean, that's what's cool about Goodfellas. Like, Martin Scorsese does a lot of that, where he just goes, like... You know, he'll, like... He'll tell one actor something, like to say something, and he won't tell the other actor it's gonna yeah, be said, so and then the other person gets response. that genuine reaction. Like that one scene in Goodfellas where he's like, "What do you want me to do? Shoot the guy?" And the restaurant is like, "Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea." Like Paulie's reaction was like legitimate, where he's like, <laughs> he's "Like, no, 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 no offense." Yeah, yeah. But uh, what else was there? There was another one. Oh, so. Denzel Washington was actually really impressed with Dakota Fanning's acting so much so that he would forget that he was in scene like recording because mm -hmm. of like her ability to act which she's actually our age Dakota. yeah I didn't know that D Dakota uh -huh. 
She's older than me, though. She's older than both of us. She's older than both of us. She was born like, in February of 94. We got Dakota and Dakota. Yeah. Anyway. I'm the prettier one. Obviously. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the the lady that played her mom, I can't remember her name, but she was like so impressed with her at that age. She Murata. was like, she, she was, yeah, she was Murata like, Rada Mitchell. I want to meet her when she's older. Yeah, Dakota Mitchell in this movie between Dakota Fanning and Rada Mitchell. You're just, you're just feeding him. Hey, I'm hungry. Anyways, she said she wanted to meet her later on in life when she was like 25. Because she was like, I guarantee she's just going to be a kick-ass actress. Which, I mean, to be fair, I thought this was really good. Mm -hmm. I thought she did a really good job. But I have yet to actually watch anything else, I think, with her being older and... I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I know she's still, like, you know, in... Relevant. Yeah, she's still relevant, so... I'm sure it wouldn't be a struggle to find something with her in it to figure that out, but... I'm actually gonna look, but uh, also I said my final note was uh, Creasy's literally the angel of death. <laughs> like he is like oh, when he said uh, art takes many forms, like blah blah blah. Like he said, Creasy's art is death, and he's like, and he's about to make his greatest masterpiece or his final masterpiece. I have the specific quote. Oh, please, Creasy's please. art is death. He's about to paint his masterpiece. Yeah, because I was like... To uh, answer your question, um, most recent, Ocean's 8, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Sweetness in the belly sounds perverted. Vienna and the Phantomas? Phantomes? The Nightingale? She was in a Twilight Saga. She was in a... No wonder I don't haven't seen her yeah. as an adult. <laughs> well, she would have been no 2009. If she was no, she would have been like middle school at that time though. So 2009, I was in high school. Middle school, high school, depend upon when. Depend upon if she got held back or not. She's, she's probably homeschooled, honestly. Probably. She didn't need to go to high school. She fucking she's making millions of dollars as a eight year old. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wish. I love the way Christopher Walken talks. That's just. It's not really anything to do with the movie. I just like the way he talks. I uh, just, you know, it's just the way. You know? you know, they actually wanted him to play the lawyer. Um, I can't remember the lawyer's name. The character uh, Mickey Rourke played because... Uh, Falcus. Jordan Falcus. Jordan Falcus, yes. Uh, Jordan Calfus. 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 Yeah, memory dyslexia. They wanted to... <laughs> they wanted him to play that character, but he wanted to take a break from playing, like the character of a bad guy with this movie mm. which is why they made him like Creasy's best friend pretty much oh there's this like funny Dave Grohl story where he's talking about Christopher Walken hosting SNL mm. and the Food Fighters playing SNL and like Christopher Walken's like it's like so how do you say it Foo Fighters or the Foo Fighters and he's like, and so like Dave Grohl's like, oh, the Foo Fighters. And he's like, that's what I thought. And so you know the intro is like, ladies and gentlemen, the Foo Fighters. Fucking stupid. I just I love the way he talks. It's fun. Very uh, uh, mob like. And I said this is kind of like Taken before Taken. Yeah, I think it was better. A little bit more. Well, realistic. yeah, it was Taken before the original Taken. Better. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, it's the, better of. It's the original Taken that. And but then, but then that would solidify which one was the more popular movie. 
If you're calling well, the Taken was definitely a more popular movie. I've heard I've heard of people mention Taken way more than I've heard of mention Man on Fire. This is the better movie, but yeah. as far as popularity goes, the mainstream, all that bullshit. Fucking mainstream. That's true. It's fucking mainstream. What year was this movie released again? Oh three. Oh four. Five, I think. Oh four. Oh four. April of oh four. And Taken came out what? April. Seven oh eight. Well, Man on Fire was definitely the better of the two. Yeah, you can do it. I feel like it was a. Uh, uh, I feel yeah, like it captured a lot. Two thousand eight, the great year of 08. <laughs> Should we go down that spiral again? <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, Man on Fire was like I just I felt like it overall captured a lot, which is what like you would kind of look for. Well, some people look for in films, like. You alright of it? No more decent runner for you. Uh, like, you know, it had a good bit of, like, drama and then, like, action. And then it had, like, the backstory. It had character development. Like, shit like that. It was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. He was really good at being mentally unstable. He made Jack Daniels look really good. I bought a bottle of Jack Daniels just because he was drinking Jack Daniels. And, uh... I don't know why he loves that so much. It's not great. He's not lying. There's about all uh, Jack. Unless, of course, Jack Daniels <laughs> wants to, uh, you know, sponsor. In which case, it's great. That'd be. I fantastic. do love Jack Honey. So Jack, <coughs> Jack Honey's really good. So. Yeah. If you, if you're gonna cough, just, <coughs> just leave. You know, if you're gonna cough. Yeah, you're if I could quote milk loogies. If I could, if I could, <laughs> fucking milk loogie. <laughs> no, if I could quote Donald Trump. If you're gonna cough, just leave. Okay. Um, Back in the day, you'd be able to just knock them guys out. Uh, Grab them by I the Tyler. Already asked you that. Wow, that's disrespectful. And you can leave. <laughs> um, oh, she was still for being mad at her husband. She was still wearing the wedding ring at the drop. I mean, that was a big ass ring. Yeah, she didn't even care. No. Who gave it to her at that point? She's no. just like, mm, I mean, she was going to wear this. Realistically, she could have just, you know, used that to fund their new life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's maybe talk to the wife about pawning some expensive shit before we pawn our daughter. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe, like, downsize your fucking house. Yeah, yeah but the, the daughter, pawning the daughter seems more exciting. It's a, it's a nice house, in fairness. <laughs> All right. But I don't have a daughter, so I don't know. My only two quotes were the Creasy's art is death. He's about to paint his masterpiece. And the other one was uh, forgiveness is between them and God. It's my job to arrange the meeting. I said that. I told Tiff what he said when he said that earlier, and I was like, that line is sweet. How'd you feel if you were strapped to the front of a car and had C4 shoved up your ass? I'd be a lot less chill than the guy was before <laughs> his ass. I would severely reflect I'd intensely reflect on all my actions that and got why I'm there. here. Do you <laughs> think, Everything that got you there. Do you think you could clench your butthole tight enough not to have it? Not to have C four forcefully no. inside your butthole? I think I, mean, I, I think, think that's he was physically asleep impossible. When it happened. And so I don't think he really, you know I, and I just I would immediately try to start shitting. Yeah. I just, I just, just push, mm -hmm. just push. Granted, it's not going to do you much good, because I mean, I mean, granted, it's better if it explodes on the ground rather than in your ass. I would say. Oh, which one's quicker, and less painful? 
If it's I think you have you. a better chance of survival if it explodes on the ground rather than inside your But could body. you just imagine, like, if it explodes in your ass and you're still alive for, like, a couple minutes afterwards and your, like, ass is gone, but your brain and your brain and, like, your head is still like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I can imagine and it would be awful. Uh, I, I like it when people say, can you imagine, or I can't imagine, it's like, what, bitch, you don't have an imagination? Uh, anyway, like, you can imagine it, it might not be accurate, but you can right. imagine it. Um, imagination. Bitch, you ain't creative? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, speak to your creative side, come on. But, I feel like, I feel like you definitely don't survive if it explodes inside you, like, I feel like it just, all your no insides way. are on fire, maybe you have a second where... <laughs> C4? Absolutely not. You got like you got like two seconds where you're like, oh, everything's gone, and you're like, you go, ouch, and then you're dead. I think if, well, just from with this the amount of C4 that he used, I mean, like there. But do you think you got a chance if it explodes on the ground after you shit it out? I mean, your head's all the way up here. I don't think so. I think C4 is a lot more. I always I always get curious on how people die in explosions, like what that's like. You know what I mean? So like. If you get hit Concussive blast first. with fire, if the fire just like hits you for a second and you're like, ow! Like, well, I, mean, I think well, you have some experience well, with that. Well, most of the time, and this is what's crazy. Don't I was just thinking, brush right by that. I was thinking about this the other day. You were hit with a fireball. I was hit with a few fireballs. Is you would, I mean, as soon as your pain, get, as soon as your body experiences immense pain, you're, you, you pass out. Something I was thinking about. Isn't it crazy? How you think you have control of your body, but you don't. No. That as soon as you're, as soon as like your brain, like the back of your brain is like, hey, there's a lot of pain. Your brain's just like, all right, I'm shut down and going to like lip mode. Yeah. And then you end up dying from it most of the time anyway, but. Well, yeah. From the way that I understand how like the explosion things work when people dying in them, like half the time people don't even feel them just because of like the concussive force of it can kill you alone. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't even have to be like. Ground zero, if like a fucking ballistic missile landed in the city, it's just a certain radius is a kill radius. So it's just the blast force itself is what usually. So I can imagine C4. So you think the blast force on the ground after you shit it out? With C4, yes. Definitely. But you're not in an enclosed space, you're outside. That just gives it more like spread physics. No, I don't. Think I'm just asking I don't think that's anything here. to do with physics. <laughs> I mean, he's the expert, so... I, I, um, I mean, we could talk about it. Look at the twinkle. <laughs> yeah, I know, there it is. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's always like, do the twinkle, and I'm like, I don't know how to do the twinkle. <laughs> I can't do it on demand, it just happens. If we were in a if we were in a show, like, you know, I would go like, ding, and just be like... The little, the little yeah. Yeah. diamond light thing. Uh, I don't have anything else, so if we want to review, Rating. rate, blah, blah, blah. I suggest this. I, re- I recommend this movie to a lot of people. Like, I really do. Uh, it is by far my favorite Denzel movie. Like, to me, it's better than Training Day. And Training Day is, like, a lot of people's, like, go-to when they think of Denzel watching that and, like, The Equalizer. I'd have to watch both of those again before I decided, but... I will say it is great, and he is fantastic. In it. No, he's a phenomenal actor. I agree. Yeah. Okay. What, what would you rate this movie then? Seven one. Seven one. Seven one. Solid seven. The C. It's good. Uh, the length. Uh, it was a long movie. 
It's like two and a half hours. And I'm not one to complain about long movies, but I want to be stimulated throughout the whole, the whole time. time. Yeah. Uh, some of it drug a little bit when he's in the hospital and shit. But um, now listen, if they would have included the two deleted scenes, the movie oh, might have went by quicker. It gets the movie bonus. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's probably bumped up to like a nine. Denzel so, butt cheek bonus. You know, but it's a, it's a seven at the moment. Um, but it's good. Uh, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back to next time I watch Training Day or Equalizer. I'll get back to you on if it's, if I think it's better than those, but. I'm sure that scene's out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, now that you say that, I want to like check the DVD menu to see if there's see if deleted it's like a scenes. Bonus. Of course, I don't think like, cause they'll include like stupid deleted scenes. Most movies. It'll be like, but, like, it'll be like a blooper. <laughs> Yeah, but, or, like, just some, like, added dialogue scene that, like, wasn't important, they'll add it. But then, like, when it's something, like, you know, it's something fun like that, where it's like, oh, let's watch that fucking, and then, like, nah. You just had that one scene on repeat for a couple hours. Yeah. Just playing back and forth. Brie watching. What the fuck are you watching? Toilet scenes. Yeah, so it's a solid seven for me. Good. I gave it a, it's a good movie. I gave it like a solid eight four. Because it's definitely one of like my favorites, and it's definitely one that I'll go back and watch again. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely one that I will recommend to somebody that enjoys a movie that's got multiple, I guess what I would say, characteristics about it. You know, like between the plots, the characters, the type of movie, like the different shit that's involved, drama, action, whatever, all that shit. So yeah, eight four. All right. Well, that settles that. Man on fire. Go watch it. Watch it uh, on none of your streaming platforms. Sorry, you can rent it or buy it. And only one man was on fire in this movie that we've seen and can confirm. To be fair, the title is "Man on yeah. Fire." Yeah, it lived up to his title, <laughs> but I just expected more men on fire. Well, they would have been called men on fire. Fair enough. But like you always want to, you always want to give the 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 viewer more than what they're expecting, and I was expecting at least one man. So that means they should give me like three men on fire. I gotta say, I'm arguing with the logic there. As long as you see one man on fire, it's man on fire. Yeah, I mean, if they would have made it like plural, I think, I think you'd be a little cunty. I am being <laughs> a little cunty. He's got the little the little he's, shine he's in his eyes man. now. <laughs> his gleams in his hair though. It's different than with you. Huh. He's got hair gleam. That's fair. You jealous? Because he does the. Well, you it's jealous? Cause, it's because you do this. You always do the head tilt when you're doing a when you're being a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the cunt tilt. The cunt tilt. Oh, the cunt God. tilt. All right. So uh, at Content Crisis One on Twitter. Uh, Content Crisis Hotline Yahoo.com. Email us, rate us, review us, subscribe Twitter. to us, all that bullshit. Uh, Jack Daniels, for... if you want to sponsor, hit us up. Exactly. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye.